Hello, Masterpiece Women. I hope you're doing wonderful today. My name is Tina Raines, and I'm the founder and the host of the Masterpiece Women podcast, and I'm so excited to be with you here today. This week, we're talking all about choices. Choices matter. Our choices define our future. And so it's imperative when we're making choices that we don't simply think about the today. So let's talk a little bit about choices, why choices matter so much. Let's start with choices in different areas of our lives, choices for our health. So I know that for myself personally, when I'm focused on improving my health, I have to be very intentional because what happens is in our health, right? We get chronic health issues and disease and all types of issues from not taking care of our bodies. So God says our bodies are his temple, right? So we want to make sure that we are protecting our temples and that we are treating them well. And so choosing to avoid, you know, eating foods that don't serve our bodies well. And when we change that thought process from, I don't want to choose to put the sugar or, you know, I often will remind myself when I go to grab something that has sugar, I don't want to put the poison in my body. And I'm not saying that completely knocking sugar out. Some people that's required, that's necessary. I don't want to live my life in a way that I focus on that 100% of the time. I don't want even food to be my primary focus. I want God's will in my life to be my primary focus. So when I do most recently, I want to lose those last 10 COVID pounds and I'm leading this 21 day challenge if any of you want to join it. Um, and so I'm learning even myself as I'm teaching and I'm, I'm working with some fitness experts and nutrition experts, better ways to eat, better ways to exercise. Well, then those choices, right? They help us significantly, but it really goes back to intentionality and goes back to having those thoughts in our mind and making choices from a subconscious place. So think about even our finances. When we want to make financial decisions, oftentimes what I've discovered, especially with entrepreneurs, they're very quick to make decisions, which is a good thing, don't get me wrong, taking too long in a, making a decision, it's called, you know, um, called being paralyzed basically. So you have to make decisions, but when it comes to finances, you you don't want to get yourself in a place of debt. And if you do get your place in a self, you know, get yourself in a place of debt and you're there now, I'm going to encourage you go through a Dave Ramsey and change your mindset about money because it does come back to mindset, how we think of money. But it also comes to the choices that we make, are we thinking at, of it from a scarcity mindset or are we thinking of it from a mindset of abundance? We serve a God that is an abundant God. And if we live in fear, fear of not having enough, fear of not being enough or fear of our finances not being secure enough, then we make choices from that perspective. And so when we stop and look at the different areas of our lives. Finances is often one. And um, we're doing the Think and Grow Rich program, but we also have the biblical application of it in our um, membership program. And when you walk through that and you think about all the scriptures that the Lord talks about in the Bible, 
and how he talks about putting those thoughts into our minds, etc. Wisdom is all throughout the Bible, which that wisdom comes from God. The choices come if we are in that sweet place of abiding with him on a daily basis, getting his word in our spirit. When we go to make those choices, we're going to have a peace when we're going that right, the right direction. We're going to know that that's the direction we should go in. And making those positive choices now, today, will change our future. And we need to teach our children. Our children have grown up in that social environment where everything is instant gratification. And so finances, I find that they have that same perspective. And so we really need to train our children well on making wise choices and on truly waiting to hear from God as well. And I know sometimes teenagers, that's not their first priority at that time. It's all about me, 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 and what do I want, et cetera. Well, think about that. As we prepare them with finances, that's going to be an important place for them to focus on their career. When we're looking at our career choices, what are we going to make decisions based on? Is it all going to be about money? I'm going to tell you, if we make all of our choices based on a scarcity mindset and a, I want instant gratification, then oftentimes we're not going to choose career paths that are going to allow us to work in our purpose and in our passion. We're going to go for the stable Mabel job that may just drain us of our vision, may just drain us of our, our power and our creativity that God has put in us and it may not even align with our passions it may not even align with our purpose because we're more concerned about that having that steady income well you can have both so I'm going to encourage you if you're someone that makes a career choice based on fear of failure fear of scarcity fear of not having enough if I take this risk I may fail well guess what you might fail but I promise you that God's got a plan, even in a failure. I've had plenty of failures and plenty of successes. And um, in the most recent years, really transparently, when it came to my finances, I worked really hard during COVID on some things. And I felt like a miserable failure because I didn't complete. Um, and a lot of it was out of my control on some contracts for um, you know personal protective equipment, et cetera. But I got so micro-focused on that that I kind of neglected a masterpiece. And so when we think about our careers, oftentimes, and my vision initially was, well, I can raise a ton of money, make a ton of money here so I can support masterpiece women. And those choices, yes, I was a risk taker, but at the same time, I spent so many hours and I didn't have balance. And so we have to make the choices even in, from having balance in our careers to not being in a career that is unsuited to us. But we also want to choose to develop ourselves. Wherever we go, we want to be growing and growing and growing. Personally, professionally, we don't want to be stagnant. And we don't want to make the choice of our family, of our family not having healthy relationships because we're too busy or we're too involved in our careers that we're not paying attention to the relationships that need to be nurtured. And as a mom, 
I know being an entrepreneur is a balancing act. I have a lot of girlfriends that run their own businesses. They have small children at home. I did the same thing. And it is a balancing act. And I remember bringing my little ones to the office for the first year and had taking turns, you know, of different people in my office. I had like 30 people in my office at the time. And I would just hand my son over to different, you know, people and they would just love to love on him. Wasn't the most effective thing for work, but for me, that's what was important to me was to have my son with me. And so um, I would just bounce up from person to person. And I look back and I think, oh, that's so, he he experienced more than most children. He was traveling all over the country. I had eight offices around the country because it was important to me. I had been so busy with my first two children. I didn't want to continue that path. I was growing personally and I wanted to improve on my parenting. So he came to the office with me for a long time until he got to that place that he just wanted to run around. And then I had to put him in um, preschool. But we have to choose those things that even in our career, that we're making a positive impact in their lives and choosing to love them well, choosing to believe the best in them. You know, when we're going back to choices, I shared on one of our little videos this week that, you know, oftentimes, and I, I don't know if any of you can relate to this, and it's seems to be the people that are the closest to you in your world that you love the most that can sometimes get under your skin that the enemy will use to just, you know, bug you. And you're like, oh my goodness, I can stay in that place and let them bug me. Or I can choose in that moment when they say something or do something that irritates me or that I, I just have a negative thought towards them. I can choose, and that's what I've chosen intentionally to do, to stop and think about the value they bring to my life, whether it's my children, my spouse, my friends, my loved ones, and stop and think about what value do they bring to my life? What are the good things about them? Because I promise you, in your relationships, if you're looking for the bad, you're going to find it all day long. And I remember even um, in the past being in a relationship and all I could see was the negative. There was no good in it, zero good in it because I wasn't willing to have a, a heart of gratitude. I wasn't willing to see it anymore because I, I had let my heart harden. And if we're going to be thriving in our lives, we have got to put energy into thriving in our relationships. And I... I know that sometimes what happens is when one area of our life, say a marriage or a child relationship is difficult, as entrepreneurs, we put more energy in our businesses and things because it feels good. They're making you feel good when you're building business and they're going, rah, rah, go team. Yes, you're doing great. And then you come home and you've got this struggle going on. A lot of us go into a hibernation mode, go into a, you know, avoidance mode. And we don't want to do that. We want healthy, healthy relationships. And in order to do that, we have to make those choices that add value. So having gratitude is a great way to mentally make positive choices towards those that we love. And when it comes to being able to do that, what's the most valuable, important thing we can do? is meditate on the word of God. Meditation is so valuable to us 
taking time to meditate on the things we're grateful for, taking time to meditate on the word of God, and just spending that quiet time, that restful time where we're just receiving his word, we're meditating on his word, we're saying the word over and over in our mind, especially if there's a struggle area of your life that you're struggling in, whether it's your health, your finances, your career, your family. The Lord gives us so many ways to um, so many promises, so much of his word gives us the meat, the invaluable lessons to be able to change our mindset. Okay, the Lord says this, even when we're thinking about ourselves, those choices of self-condemnation, those choices of negative thoughts towards ourselves, we have a choice to stop in that moment when we have a negative thought and say, no, Lord, that's not who you say I am. Devil, get behind me because I am not accepting that. I am his princess. I am the daughter of the most high king. I am a masterpiece. I am valuable and I am enough. I can succeed. I am succeeding. I am everything you say I am, Lord Jesus. And I don't have to accept that negative thought. And that takes a split second, ladies, but it will change your life forever if you will stop and live from a conscious place of those negative thoughts and negative emotions towards family, towards yourself, in your career, in your health. If you were stop and meditate on the word and replace it in um, Think and Grow Rich, she talks about it as being auto-suggestion, just repeating it over and over and over, writing it out. And so many of the neuroscientists that talk about changing habits and changing thoughts. Talk about writing it out, writing it out. So if you have something you're struggling with, write it out. Get I actually bought for this year a gratitude journal because oftentimes we can nitpick things to death with the negativity if we get stuck in that rut and we just, we don't even realize that sometimes that we do that. But if you are being intentional to think about all of the, all of the, things you're thankful for, the gratitude, suddenly it changes. You know, go to the word. Let's talk about being able to trust in God. Proverbs 3, 5, 3, 5, and 6, one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean, lean not on your understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. He's going to take you excuse me, he's going to take care of it, ladies. This verse encourages what? Encourages to really make wise choices by seeking his guidance. If you will seek his guidance and submit to his will, he has it all planned out for you. In Proverbs 4, 7, it says, the beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom, though it costs all you have, get understanding. We want to make sure that in our choices, in our decision-making, that we are getting God's wisdom. That's Proverbs 4, 7 again. And then this verse was my life verse for years because when I walked through my divorce and I walked through um, the recession in 2008, it was a brutal, brutal time in my life. Jeremiah 29, 11 talks about we are blessed. We have a prosperous future. For if we seek him, if you go into um, the next verse is 12 and 13. He says, if you pray to me, I will hear you. If you seek me, you will find me. His word gives us these beautiful promises 
that when we're making those choices, he's there for us to give us that wisdom. He's there for us to give us those prosperous futures. He's there for us when we need him. And if we really pay attention to his word and have that time meditating and abiding in his word every day, what happens? That's our go-to, not the negative thoughts, not the, the counterproductive choices, but the thoughts and the choices that are going to serve our health the best, our family the best, our lives, our finances, our business. That's what the Lord promises. In Proverbs 23, 7, it states this, as a man thinks in his heart, so you can put as a woman, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As you think in your heart, so are you. As I think in my heart, so am I. What does this verse teach us? It teaches that thoughts have power. They have power over us. That's Proverbs 23, 7. You want to think on those positive thoughts. You want to make a positive, powerful impact in your actions by putting these thoughts in your own mind. And it's amazing how God created us that we actually get to control it. Isn't that beautiful? You have the controls. You have the controls of your mind. You have the controls of your choices. You have the controls. You really have the controls of it all because he's given them to you. And guess what? If you allow him to control you, it's just a beautiful thing, right? And I'm preaching to myself too, girl, because I know that sometimes when you're an entrepreneur, you get ahead of yourself. And I don't want us to be ahead of ourselves. I want us to be focused. I want us to be in a place where we are thriving in every area of our lives. But the choices we make today, they count for tomorrow. Now, ladies, if, as soon as I said that, you said to yourself, yeah, and my bad choices from behind got me where I'm at today. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Because it is time to let go of the past. Forgive yourself. Forgive those who hurt you. Forgive those who offended you. Choose to forgive. It's not a feeling. It's a choice. And every time those negative thoughts come up of resentment or a feeling of looking at your past, Remind yourself, I'm choosing to forgive. I am choosing to trust in the Lord. I am choosing to let that go. It's done. It's over. Satan, get behind me. It's a choice. And you have the power and the choice because you have the Holy Spirit in you. So it's a beautiful thing. So own it. Live in it. Thrive in it. He gives us that power to forgive. Philippians 4.8 says what? Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Philippians 4, 8. Think about such things. So we want to think about what's noble, what's pure, what's lovely, what's admirable, what's holy, what's excellent, what's praiseworthy. We want to be thinking on those things. And we're, when we're continuously thinking on these things and focusing our thoughts there, that allows us to live in a place of positivity and to be able to uplift others because we are in that place. And what has God called us to do to make disciples on this planet? We're only here for a short period of time. 
We want to make it count. We want to not just thrive in our businesses, but we want to thrive in our walks with the Lord so that we can change the world for him. That's what we're here for. We don't want to miss that mark, do we, ladies? So I'm going to encourage you to make sure that you're just basking in these beautiful, beautiful promises of the Lord. And when we're thinking about thoughts, think about the things that are so beautiful that he gives us. Isaiah 55, 11 says what? So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish what I purpose and shall succeed in the things for which I sent it. This verse teaches us what? Our words have the power to bring things into existence. The Lord says it. It's so beautiful because if we will focus, even say, to give you an example, I remember when when I was struggling with my son in high school and he was being so rebellious. Oh, it was really tough. And I love this kid with all my heart and soul. Like this young man is just, he's just, he's my heartbeat. All of my kids are, they just, they make my heart smile. I just adore my kids. But I was having this hard time with him and I was reading books. I was doing all, I was a single mom. I'm like, how do I raise a boy? Like, I have no idea how to raise a boy. So I'm reaching out to pastors for advice. I'm reaching out to, he's, they're giving me books. I'll, even it was just, I was just desperate for some kind of help. And I was seeking the Lord in every step and thinking, you know, that I was doing it right. And I just would feel like I was a total failure at times. And I remember someone saying to me, just start speaking it as if it already is. Just keep speaking it. And this verse so spoke to me. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish which that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. And I remember just meditating on that and saying, okay, I'm going to speak it as it already is. And so now I do, I speak it. I speak it as if it already were. He is a man of God. He is a man after God's heart. He, God is refining him from the inside out. He is a victorious warrior for Christ and he is healed and he is full of the Holy Spirit. I started speaking it and speaking it over him and Interestingly enough, what happens? God's so good, so faithful. He goes into the Navy. And when he did, he goes to basic training and it's during COVID. So they get stuck in um, isolation. And he ends up in isolation with this young man that's a chaplain of the whole battalion. So he ends up learning, you know, getting back into the word, talking about all his mission trips when he was a kid and all the things we did all over the world, blah, blah, blah. And starts growing in the Lord again. Well, he ends up being the head of his entire battalion and sending home letters to his um, girlfriend at the time that he's reading the word and praying every day so he can be a better leader, so he can um, teach the, his battalion well. And I went, it was such a gift from the Lord, that gold nugget of like, I've got him, Tina. I've got him. Just keep speaking it over him. Just keep speaking it over him. And I am just so proud of the young man he's becoming. I'm so proud of um, this kid of just stepping into who he is. 
And let's face it, none of us are perfect. He's definitely not perfect any more than I am. Um, but I see that growth and I'm, I'm just continuing to speak that over him and all of our children. And I've just learned that now I, I speak it over my, um, my children, over my husband. I have this long prayer that kind of goes over all types of different areas, speaking it over their lives and over mine. And in my business, I, and Masterpiece Women, I speak life over all the women that come to Masterpiece Women, that God is transforming their lives, that he is using Masterpiece Women to reach women all over the world, that millions of women are going to come to the Lord because of the ministry that we've created and that this um, impact is going to be worldwide and transformational. And I speak it. In my business, in my fat loss supplement business, which, well, health and wellness, because that's just one of our products, but I speak that I'm making millions of dollars a year. Every year, I'm speaking those things over it as if it already, I'm already seeing myself going across the stage because I'm one of the, the top earners at the company making millions of dollars a year. And you know what I'm really picturing now? And what I'm writing is... I'm writing big checks to all the ministries that I adore because the God, it's God's money. It's not mine. And so every choice we have, everything we do, it's not our family. It's they're his, the kids aren't ours. They're his. He loves them more than we do. Right. Our, our careers, he's got us. He's, he is supplying all of our needs according to his riches and glory. Our family, they are thriving. They are loving him unconditionally. They're growing. They are are his masterpieces. These are choices we get to make of how we're going to think and how we're going to make choices based on how we're thinking because our thoughts matter and our choices matter. Our decisions are so important. The small ones, the big ones. What would life look like if every single email we stopped and asked God, what do you want me to say in this, Lord? How can I add value? Well, I'm starting to do that more and more and more on a daily basis. And it is just crazy good. Even when it comes to talking to people for sales, for my business. Hey, Lord, who do you want me to impact? Because it's not just about making money for me. How can we make the greatest impact in the world? My vision and my purpose and my passion and that of the company, and that's why I'm so passionate about it, is to transform lives all over the world that many, many, many would, millions would come to know the Lord because of the way they're treated, because of what they're taught, because of the value that is added to them. That's a vision and that's a purpose. And we have a choice to go and make disciples. We have a choice to choose the pure things, the good thoughts, so that every choice we make is based on that versus the lies of the enemy, the fear, the condemnation, the um, insecurity, uh, the feeling of not being good enough, all those things that the enemy tries to grab us with. We have a choice. So our choices matter. And I just pray 
incredible blessings over you, Lord Jesus. I pray for every woman hearing this, Lord, that you will renew their minds, that you would renew their spirits, that you would feel them like never before, Father God, that you would just give them everything they need according to your riches and glory, that they would see themselves as you see them, that they would see others as you see them, and that they would love unconditionally and trust you unconditionally and move forward in whatever it is that you've called for them to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, ladies, have a great day. I love you. I cannot wait to see you all at the Thrive Conference. And if you haven't registered to join our membership, you definitely want to do that. We have some amazing women in there. We're growing personally, spiritually, and professionally every week. So have a great week, and I will be seeing you very soon.